Wings Productions presents Chapter 12 of The Skylark Bell Skydive. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In last week's episode, we were introduced to James and Farfalla's daughter, Magpie's great-grandmother, Elizabeth. In today's episode, we read Chapter 12, The Letter, in which an unexpected letter will change the course of James and Farfalla's lives forever. Today's podcast partner is Haunted or Hoax, a proud Boopod Network member. Hosted by Jennifer and Kristen, Haunted or Hoax takes your favorite ghost stories and separates fact from fiction. They also research various lesser-known paranormal stories from around the United States, ensuring they have original content that hasn't been covered countless times by others. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to the Haunted or Hoax podcast. Now you know what to do. It's time to settle in, grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. May 2nd, 1932. The letter came today. The one that will change everything. Everything. I can only hope that the letter leads us to a new, bright, and beautiful life. Elizabeth deserves parents who openly care for one another. She deserves to live in a place where she and her family are not shunned and feared and excluded. She deserves to play with children who will not be frightened of her. She deserves to run through fields of tall grass and watch foxes play and birds fly overhead. She deserves all the most wonderful things that the world has to offer. And I am putting my hopes into the hand-scrawled letters stretching across the page in James's hand. James sits in the rocking chair, a sheet of paper in his trembling hand. James, what's going on? asks Farfalla, walking in the front door and putting a basket full of blackberries down on the floor. Mama, shouts Elizabeth, racing over to her mother. Farfalla takes Elizabeth in her arms and carries her into the living room. She sets Elizabeth at James's feet, then joins her on the floor. They pass a ball back and forth while Farfalla studies James's face. She can't read him very well. She hasn't been able to read him for several months now. Ever since the incident with the hobby horse, in fact. James has continued to provide and care for her and Elizabeth, but there is a distance between them that wasn't there before. James? She prods gently. She glances at the paper in his hand. It is a letter scrawled in ornate cursive handwriting, black ink stretching from edge to edge of the paper in a flourish. James looks down at her and blinks, like he hadn't realized she and Elizabeth were even in the room. It's a letter, he begins, from my uncle George Archibald in Scotland. Well, from his estate. It would seem he has passed away, says James in a strange robotic tone. Oh, James, I'm so sorry. Were you close? she asks, laying a hand on his knee. James shakes his head. That's the thing. I hardly knew him at all. My father had mentioned him in passing a few times, but I don't recall ever meeting him. James pauses here and takes a deep breath. 
Farfalla. He's bequeathed his house to me, an entire property on the Isle of Skye. Farfalla's eyes grow wide. James, that's amazing, she gasps. James looks at her silently for a long while, long enough for Farfalla to begin to feel uncomfortable. What is it? Are you not interested? she asks. I never felt at home when my mother and I lived overseas. I sacrificed my relationship with her because I wanted to return to Pocket, to the place and the people I know, or knew, he corrects himself. Farfalla feels the sting of his remark. She knows his relationship with her hasn't been all he'd hoped. She knows in her heart she has let him down. She decides then and there to make a valiant effort to make it up to him. Home is wherever you and I and Elizabeth are, together, she says, taking his face in her hands. Lisabeth, pipes up Elizabeth, causing them all to laugh and lifting some of the tension in the room for the first time in a very long time. Farfalla feels relieved as she sees James's shoulders relax a little. She kisses him softly and moves back to look him in the eye. Let's at the very least take a trip to go see the property. It will do us good. We can have Elizabeth stay with my parents or Paloma while we go settle the estate. And if we like it there, then the three of us can move. It'll be a fresh start. She gives him a knowing gaze. A fresh start is exactly what they all need. She should have done it long ago. But she held on to the hope that Pocket would somehow turn back into the place she once knew and loved. She has finally come to the sad conclusion that this will never be the case. Elizabeth lets out a loud yawn and rubs her eyes. I think perhaps it's someone's bedtime, says Farfalla, picking her up off the floor. No, Mama, no sleep, mumbles Elizabeth before yawning again. Farfalla wraps her arms around the little girl. I'll read you your favorite book about the cat in the painting, she says. Elizabeth nods. And Mama sing, sing the wind song, she says. Farfalla smiles at her. Every night, Elizabeth asks Farfalla to sing the French lullaby to her as she falls asleep. Yes, my love, then I will sing for you, she says disappearing down the dark hallway toward Elizabeth's room. Okay, she's asleep, says Farfalla, walking back into the living room sometime later. She takes a seat on the sofa across from James so they are facing each other. Tell me more about this house, about your family, she says. I only know the stories my father told me. Carnifex House, that's what they call it has been in our family for generations. It's just outside a small town called Pockage. There's a caretaker's cottage on the property, as well as a pasture where they raise horses. I think there's a path that leads down to the beach at the very back of the property as well, he says, staring off in the distance as he tries to recall the few details his father told him about his old family home. James, that sounds absolutely lovely, breathes Farfalla. She can already imagine Elizabeth collecting shells on the beach and ambling around the fields picking wildflowers or going for horse rides into town. 
I suppose so. He lets his voice trail, and Farfalla gets the sense that there's something he's not telling her. Is that all you remember? She asks tentatively. James shakes his head and groans. There are... stories. He begins hesitantly. Farfalla leans in even more closely. My father always said Uncle George Archibald was a character. He believed wholeheartedly that there was a druid witch living in the forest at the edge of their property. He used to say that she would cause people, often children, to vanish. He had a name for her. I can't recall now. Farfalla feels a chill run down her spine. She's not quite sure if it's the mention of people accusing someone of being a witch or the mention of people vanishing that she finds most troubling. Well, like you said, they're just stories, and those were different times. I think we should plan a trip to Scotland. It will be good for us, she says, walking over to the wingback chair he is sitting in and settling down on his lap. James looks surprised at first, then sadness washes over his eyes. It is in that moment that Farfalla realizes a part of her truly does love him. She kisses him then, desperate to erase all the hurt and sadness she has caused. They sit together in silence for a long while, each lost in their thoughts. Okay, says James at last. Yes, says Farfalla, leaning back to look at him. James smiles at her and nods. Farfalla lets out a quiet squeal so as not to wake Elizabeth. She hops off his lap and stands up. James stands to face and holds her by the waist. They stare into one another's eyes for a long time, comfortable with the stretch of silence between them. Somehow, they have found their way back to each other. Somehow, in this precise moment, it is like nothing in the past, not Marius, not the people of Pocket, not the horrendous winter of 1925, not druids or witches in the Scottish woods, not even vanishings could come between them. Somehow Farfalla has finally found a way to truly make room in her heart for James. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Chapter 13, A Night on the Town in which Farfalla and James travel to the city to bring Elizabeth to stay with Farfalla's sister Paloma while they travel. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Fate and Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. If you're enjoying this story, please consider leaving a rating or a review. They're both greatly appreciated. You can also support my work by subscribing to Patreon or Coffee, where you get early access to ad-free episodes as well as digital downloads of the music. You can also find the Skylark Bell exclusive merchandise on the website, theskylarkbell.com. Just check the show notes for all necessary links. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell Podcast.
Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.